Well, good morning. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. It has been one of those mornings. We have, uh, we've had every uh, issue you could possibly think of from uh, songs that were deleted uh, to uh, uh, just a number of issues with the computer to, uh, to, well, finding out that the air conditioning did not come on, was not scheduled to come on until 11 o'clock. We finally got it <laughs> up and running. And uh, so we almost got the alarm set on us this morning uh, while we were in here uh, getting set up and uh, getting a few things uh, finalized. So it's been, uh, it's been an absolutely crazy morning. But we're not going to let that deter us. Uh, we're going to stay course. Uh, we know uh, that uh, when, you know, we know that you're uh, ready to worship uh, with us this morning. Thank you, Cheryl, who had oral surgery this week and still decided to. <laughs> Uh, said she could sing uh, at least one song for us. I said, that's great. That would be great. So last week, what did we do? Uh, last couple of weeks, we have jumped into this series called Parables. Uh, two things before we jump into today's parable to kind of have a, a backdrop. What exactly, so that we're really on the same page. What exactly is a parable and why did Jesus speak in parables? Well, the first thing is what is a parable, and that is defined by the word itself. Um, You may recall from uh, the math math classes that you've had that word uh, parabola, parabola. And and basically, it's a a curve on a plane where uh, one side mirrors the other. That's, That's all a parabola is. It's the same root word. It's the exact same concept here. When we talk about Jesus speaking in parables, he is speaking an earthly story. He's telling us something that we're familiar with, and then he is mirroring at the same time, he's mirroring something about the kingdom of God, some heavenly truth, some, something that is going to give us insight into the kingdom of God. So the parables that Jesus spoke with have an earthly story mirroring a heavenly truth. Now, why did Jesus do that? Well, oftentimes in scriptures, you're going to see this phrase that says, um, hearing they did not hear, or seeing they did not see. The idea there is that they didn't comprehend. In other words, they could see the miracles that Jesus was performing They could see that clearly the lame man could walk. They could clearly see that the deaf could hear, the blind could see. They could see these things happening. But even though they saw them, they didn't see. They didn't understand what was taking place. The same was true with what they heard. Jesus would speak in parables in hearing. They didn't hear. They didn't quite understand. Now, why is that? Well, Jesus spoke in such a way with parables so that those who were, were receptive to the things of God, to the kingdom of God, to the spiritual things, they would see and understand the mirrored story. But those who were distant, for example, the Pharisees, those who had no interest uh, in those types of things, would, uh, in, in, in understanding truth, they would just see the the earthly story and just see its surface level. And really that serves as the backdrop as we work through the, uh, some of the selected parables. 
Now, on your tables, uh, if you're in person, you have uh, a, an outline, a book. Uh, this is an outline of all 40 parables that you find in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And you'll notice I did not say John. Uh, and the reason is because, believe it or not, John doesn't have any parable stories. He didn't record any. Uh, John did not record any. Matthew, Mark, Luke uh, record all the parables. Luke contained the most. But let's keep that as our backdrop. Let's keep the idea of what is a parable. It's an earthly story that has a mirrored heavenly truth, something about the kingdom of God. It's going to help us to understand God's perspective better. Uh, but if we're not careful, what we're going to do is we're going to see the surface aspect of the story. We're going to see the earthly side and miss the spiritual meaning. And then, in other words, we're going to hear, you know, hearing but not hear. So, this morning we're going to look at probably the most famous, the most familiar parable of all of Scripture. This single parable has inspired paintings, sculptures, poetry, movies, charitable organizations, even hospitals bear this name. The phrase, Good Samaritan is even used in secular environments. It's commonly accepted, when you hear that word, Good Samaritan, it's commonly accepted as just, well, helping someone in need. Somebody has a need, and, and we're going to help that. Well, it reminds me of uh, an iconic episode uh, from Friends uh, in which Ross needed some help. So let's check out this, uh, this clip. Hey, Ross. <clears throat> I brought reinforcements. Oh, great. What, you brought Joey? Well, I brought the next best thing. Yeah. <laughs> Chandler, you brought Chandler? The next best thing would be Monica. You know, I would be offended, but Monica is freakishly strong. <laughs> you know, just, just follow my lead. Okay. Come on, Chandler. Oh. Ah. All right, okay. Here we go. All right, ready? Turn. Okay. Turn. Turn. Oh, <laughs> I don't think we can turn anymore. I just don't think it's gonna fit. Oh yeah, it will. Come on, up, 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 up. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Pivot. 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 I don't think it's going to pivot anymore. You think? All right, let's, uh, let's bring it back down and, and try again. Okay. Oh. Okay, yeah, I think it's really stuck now. I can't believe that didn't work. I know, me neither. I mean, you had a sketch. Oh, you know what? What did you mean when you said pivot? <laughs> All right. So really, uh, the Good Samaritan should be more than just helping a friend move furniture, right? It should be more than just helping somebody who has a need. Now, we use that term in, in secular culture for that purpose, 
But in reality, that's the surface meaning. So what is it, what is it that Jesus was after? What was that mirrored, what was that mirrored story? What was it that Jesus was trying to communicate to us? Well, let's look in the scriptures. Luke chapter 10, we're going to pick up at verse 25 and read through 37. Pick up at verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, that's Jesus, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You've answered rightly. Do this, and you'll live. But he, wanting, but he wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answered and said to him, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him. Whatever more you spend, when I come again, I'll repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Jesus, then Jesus said to him, Go, and do likewise. Go and do likewise. So what if, I want to pose a couple of questions here. What if Jesus' parable was more than a command to help someone in need? And we have to remember that the heavenly, you know, earthly story, heavenly truth, the earthly story, help, you know, someone helps a stranger, someone helps a person in need. Looking a little cl bit closer, what if Jesus was not answering the lawyer's question, and who is my neighbor? Remember right at the very beginning, right at the very beginning, it says the lawyer stood up, and he asked him a question. He says, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And then the lawyer stood up. Now, why, why would the lawyer stand up and ask this question? What was he getting at? The practice here was, and when we talk about lawyer, we're not talking about like a defense attorney. We're talking about somebody who was really familiar with the law of Moses, somebody who had studied the scriptures. So here we have somebody who is an expert in the law, the law of Moses, and he stands up for the purpose of debate. And his very first question is, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? His second question, which is, who is my neighbor? I'm going to suggest that Jesus wasn't just answering that second question. 
I would suggest that he was answering both. And that the question, who is my neighbor, is going to be answered with the earthly story. And then the question of how shall I inherit eternal life is going to be the mirrored story. That Jesus is actually answering the lawyer's questions, plural, both of them. So I think the parable that Jesus provides actually answers both. And he isn't just giving us a story about how to be friendly to our neighbors. He's actually answering both questions.